Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Am I going mad? Or did the word think escape your lips? RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next events. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, oh my goodness, a return engagement for Richie Mullins. Yeah, if you've been listening, if you've been a long time listener, wait a minute. If you've been a short time listener, you know who Richie Mullins is. We've all, we talked to him probably two, two and a half months ago, uh, back in April. And uh, we got to know a little bit about Richie Mullins, but we're going to get to know what's going on with Richie Mullins now. He's a singer, songwriter, guitarist, uh, musician, and somewhat a pianist, a little bit, a little bit of piano, uh, but uh, more in the guitar and the singer, songwriting, country music. He's from uh, Michigan, but now he's in Nashville doing his thing. And we're going to get to find out, catch up with Richie Mullins. All right, uh, let's see. This week's shows. Oh, this week? Oh, my goodness. I have a weekend off. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I think I'm going to go on a date with my wife. (laughs) The Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It has a band on Friday nights, which is usually when I'm there. Uh, The band is called Stage Fright, and I think that they start at 9 p.m. So if you want to check out The Rab in Conway, Arkansas on Friday night, go check out the show stage fright and i think on saturday i'm gonna go with the uh, mother and father-in-law over to some barbecue uh, in um oh somewhere somewhere between between valonia and jacksonville there's a really good barbecue place i wish i could remember what the name of it was but it's probably better i don't tell you because you'll probably show up on saturday and uh and uh and try to bother me <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you do. Find me. Find me in a barbecue place on 107. It's uh, Route 107 between Valonia and and Jacksonville on Saturday. See if you show up. Who knows? It could happen. Stranger things have happened. I think I, I put it out one time on my Facebook page. Hey, uh, anybody want to have lunch at this place? And I had quite a few people show up. And we all had lunch together and had a good time. It's nice. You can use the internet for good. Yes, you can use the internet for good. That's fantastic. All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with the cowboy, Mr. Richie Mullins. I got him on Skype, so if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out my video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys dan. Skyping Richie Mullins now. You're a professional uh, cowboy. Turn in that way eventually. <laughs> well, I, you know what? 
you, as we discussed on the last podcast, uh, you you are somewhat a professional cowboy. I mean, you rode horses, you bailed hay. That's pretty much your favorite exercise, or at least it was at one point. Uh, is that still what you do for for exercise? Um, no, unfortunately, I wish I did. I, I don't. Thing is, farms don't pay enough anymore. <laughs> yeah, but at some at one point you were doing it for free. I remember uh, at the end of the podcast, I was kind of reflecting yeah. on when uh, when well, I was a firefighter. I used to like to swing axes and and swing hammers, and that was some pretty good manual labor. Kind of kind of what they do, uh, you know. When when I, I I hear about the um, what is it, the CrossFit, where they're churning tires and lifting ropes and stuff like that. Now, if you get outside in the yard and actually go out and do some of that stuff rather than, you know, just go into a gym, I think you'd probably yeah. get just as good exercise and probably get a lot more benefit out of it. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I actually, if I, when I finally get time, I plan uh, actually trying to train again. I used to, when I was younger, my, in my early 20s, I did uh, MMA. Oh, man. Now, when it, when, uh, was it you, UFC won the first the first one with the Gracies with Ken uh, I can't remember the, his name but a big dude and I remember all the Gracies Half Enzo uh, Hoist uh, those were the guys when I saw them fight and when I saw that first UFC and this is probably my goodness got to be more than twenty years ago that I'm thinking about that it blew minds and I'm not just I'm oh, sure yeah. it's not just my mind but it blew a lot of minds out there. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But uh, that was something you were getting into. What, are you a grappler, stand-up fighter? Uh, are what, what's your what's your style? I was uh, stand-up, and I also did groundwork. Also, so I did Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, now you're uh, now you're talking about the Gracies, man, because I know they dominated. Uh, the grapplers were kicking butt over the stand-up fighters <laughs> for the longest time. And I, I'm guessing it's still that way. I haven't seen a UFC fight probably, probably in 15 years because those first five, five, it was just, it was just amazing. But I, I'm sure there's still some great fighters out there. Do you keep up with it oh, yeah. at all? All I knew is when I was fighting, if I was fighting a ground person, I wanted to stay on my feet, keep them from getting low. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the, the Greco Romans, uh, you know, the, even when I'm, I'm watching movies, I still think about it. Uh, you know, tie them up, get, get them, uh, wrap, wrap your arms around them, get, get them tied up. Uh, because a stand up boxer is just no match with somebody who uses their legs just like their hands. I know when I was taking Taekwondo, that was one of the things that they wanted to do was teach you how to use your legs like they were hands. Like you could, yep. uh, you can grab stuff, you can kick, and it's just, you got that extra length, that extra distance. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, in Muay Thai, they rely on kicks quite a bit. Yeah, I, I guess um, uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai kind of have like similar backgrounds. I know the Muay Thai. Uh, <laughs> I was watching a movie called Muay Kickboxer Thai. with uh, John Claude Van Damme, and uh, uh, John Claude was talking to his his brother, who happened to be the champion of the world, and he says, uh, "I was watching him practice." He was kicking a building and he was knocking it down like with his legs. 
just kicking the pilings of the building. Is that something that you were doing? We, I remember I had a teacher that liked me to kick trees. Yeah, um, when I was training Muay Thai, and uh, kickbox is actually a subdivision off of Muay Thai because boxing and kickboxing started from Muay Thai, actually. I believe um, that. When I was training, I was first kicking uh, Muay Thai heavy bags, um, and then I eventually graduated to regular bark trees. And then they put me on, on uh, uh, bamboo. Because bamboo is much harder than normal trees, and I started kicking those down. And in Thailand, that's what they have them do for uh, cracking their shins, callusing them over, so they eventually just kick a bamboo tree down. They can break someone's leg with just one kick doing that. I believe that. Now, and speaking of bark, like in bark trees, I'm hearing the bark of that lovely dog. He he made a special appearance last time on the podcast. I think he was the star of the show. If I had somebody given feedback, it was the way that we were talking about yeah. doggies. Oh, just the love, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's nice that you. It's a. Uh, was it a beagle? It's like a big dog and a little dog, a beagle collie. Is that right? He's a uh, black lab mixed with dachshund. A black lab and a dachshund. I knew it was a big dog and a little dog. I couldn't couldn't remember exactly which yeah. one. And then uh, you, you uh, here here's the the spoiler for those people out there that didn't listen to the podcast last last time. It was artificial insemination. No, a big dog didn't didn't uh, run at a little dog or whatever or or vice versa. <laughs> yep. All right. So, I mean, shoot, we, we were talking about well, last time we were talking about music and really it's only been a couple of months, but what a couple of months it's been. Uh, I, I remember the last time you were teasing the new album that was going to be coming out and I'm guessing the album has come out. Tell me about it, Richie Mullins. Um, the album actually is coming out on July 3rd. I'm excited. So it's not out yet, but everyone can pre-save it. Yes. Um, Find the pre-save on my uh, Facebook, and I will have it on my website. Um, yeah, it has uh, ten songs that I will sh- I'll show you that it has ten songs on it. So five songs that haven't been heard yet, um, including the ones that have been out there. Well, I remember the last time we were talking, you had your first album that had come out, and it had what was it, twelve songs on it, and then you had a special edition that had. 14 songs how did that uh, how did that go or or is that the album you're talking about um the first my first album which is uh joan uh that one is gonna have 10 songs and then eventually i'm actually slowly gonna release the other songs things have gotten changed a little bit like like normally does in any industry things change but um the songs that are were going to be on deluxe are going to be released as singles slowly I have a lot of songs I've been putting in the studio, getting ready for getting out there, but people see them gradually come out and they'll be hearing more new great music. That's fantastic, man. I know we were talking last time about live performances and you getting out there and then possibly uh, getting some collaborations. If people want to slide into your DMs, business only, you know, they, uh, they should come in and maybe, you know, have some collaborations with you. And invite you to go to their clubs. Uh, I know you're you're a fan of singing your original music rather than doing covers. I, I know every once in a while you got to sneak a cover in just to kind of uh, give them a little taste of what you could do with somebody else's song. But if you got all the the energy and the and the ability to make your own songs, my goodness, why why wouldn't somebody want to hear one of your bouncy tunes? And I know that you have right. some stuff out there that's just 
it, it makes me bounce. It, it's it's like you, it's cowboy music. I'm watching. All right, since the last time we talked, uh, I'm watching Yellowstone. The wife and I are, are all caught up with with the five seasons of Yellowstone, and we're ready for more Yellowstone to come out. And when I was talking to you last time, you know, when I started watching that show, I started thinking about you. Yeah, you popped into my head, Richie Mullins, uh, being the cowboy that you are, wearing the hat. Yeah, got the look, got the feel, got the music. I know that, uh, was it Ryan, um, uh, Ryan something. He's one of the cowboys. He plays Carter, but he's also a contributing artist to the, uh, to the music as well. Uh, you know, he's a, mm-hmm. he, he has the look of a cowboy and he's also a singer. So he can double thread. He can play in the movies as well. Huh. That's something. Yeah. What about uh, taking your act in front of the camera and maybe making a movie? Would you be open to that? Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm really much of an actor at all because never tried it. Never even thought about trying. But you never know. Things happen. <laughs> yeah, if somebody offered you uh, a, a role, maybe they thought you know you had the right look. They saw you on stage someplace and they said, uh, you know what, I'd like to have him. Uh, you know, play a cowboy or or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever type of show they want to put you in. I mean, you're a young guy. You're thirty. My goodness, uh, you're you're whippersnappers. I think what I called you last time, and I know I'm rehashing a lot of last episode because I'm excited to talk to you again, man, and find out what's been going on since then, Joan, about your grandma, and then uh, you said you you gave us a little sneak peek. Uh, about uh, that, a song that we, you were writing for your uh, dearly departed mama. Uh, the, can you divulge on that one? Um, that will be one of the ones I'll be releasing. Um, I can't say the name, but like I said, um, it was definitely one, it, pretty much the day that she passed, I actually wrote it. Because whenever I have, like, usually when I have a song starting in my head, I got to write it down or else my brain's going to lose it. But that one, I wrote in less than 10 minutes because it just flows so easy and I, I know I was grieving how it came about and uh, it will be released sometime probably this year not exactly sure to be honest but I will be setting it, I will be announcing when it does see that that's something that you're doing you're navigating this music business because it is a business and it can eat you alive if you don't uh, if you get don't get with the right people have you been able to to find some people that have helped you uh, navigate the business part uh, to where you could market your music, where you could, uh, you know, find people to help you with your social media? I know you said you had a a, a lovely gal that was helping you in some ways, and and uh, I I don't know. Uh, give the people an idea of where you are uh, social media wise. Uh, I think I was talking about a little bit. I I know we brushed over it because we went over to another subject. Uh, about branding the the Ryan Mullins because I know there there was I'm sorry Richie Mullins I'm thinking about Ryan from from uh, Yellowstone no the Richie Mullins because I know that there was a famous singer a gospel singer named Richie Mullins and I was wondering how we could dis- differentiate you if so- if somebody was googling Richie Mullins and I know we got to worry about that uh, how do you find yourself on the on the algorithm uh, is it Richie Mullins online you could brand that everywhere. Or what's the um, what's the official uh, company name for you, Richie Mullins? Well, I've been uh, having some people help me. Um, my promoter, Caden, uh, he he's been helping me a lot with uh, promoting every single time everything comes out or before it comes out. 
Um, and I am now actually with a small independent label. Uh, if I pron- I think I'm going to pronounce it right, Paraway Productions. I think I pronounced it right, not sure. <laughs> but uh, he's doing a great job. He's actually starting to get stuff lined up for me for even performing live. Um, he's going to be pushing stuff out for me. And um, honestly, like with YouTube or Spotify, it's uh, if you put uh, really Richie Mullins and then one of my songs right after, it will pop up. But I know since the algorithms of all these streaming services, especially YouTube, I, I'm just starting out. So they don't like to hand me to people that easily, like the ones that have like millions of subscribers yeah. or views. They're always first because they're out there already. They're known. But if you put my song name right after my name, I will come straight up. Well, let's see. Let's give that a shot. I'm going to go ahead and pop that into my Googles. If I put Richie Mullins, Joan, there you go. It's right there. You got Amazon. You got uh, Q QO Buzz, whatever that is. Twitter comes up. Your Spotify, your Apple, uh, your Boom Play, whatever that is. Richie Mullins Music Instagram pops up. Uh, I, I think somebody's helping you out. If I, I think you're you're doing it right, whether somebody's helping you or, or not. You got your Facebook pops up. So yes, uh, I would say that that would be the branding right now. If somebody was uh, if, if somebody wanted to get the word out about you, Richie Mullins, the country singer uh, from Michigan, but now in Nashville. And, and I want to talk about Michigan if you've been back there. But, um, you know, Richie Mullins, Joan, put that in your Googles. You're going to find all the all the places that Richie Mullins has been hanging out. So tell me, uh, Michigan, have you been back uh, since the last time we talked in the last couple of months? Um, No, I haven't. I, I want to go back, but with how hectic everything is, money issues for me, Yes, I'm getting my music out there. I'm scraping the money up to do it. <laughs> but the life of a musician, an artist, is never easy, especially when you're not up, up there playing stadiums. You're, we're, we're pretty much broke all the time. <laughs> Everyone thinks, oh, all these artists got money. No, most of us don't. <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time, and I know uh, my loyal listener is going to get tired of me saying it. You know, the entertainment business, the money can be good, but the work's not steady. It's a constant hustle. You're always working. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I said that. Uh, have you been back to, uh, to Michigan? My goodness. I've been in, in Arkansas since 2009. How many times have I been back to Miami or the Florida Keys? 0.0. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's tough because I'm hustling myself. You know, I'm, I'm between the podcasting and the, the radio and my day job and the, the DJing on the weekends and, you know, weddings and parties and stuff like that. It is a constant hustle to try to make it by, you know, this house is not free. Uh, This uh, DJ equipment, this stuff sitting here, this podcast equipment, it's not free. So, um, you know, when, and when people hand me a check for a job that I've done, man, there's a lot of times, you know, they'll say, Hey, here's your check. Well done. I said, well, this is going all back into the, into the business. I need to get some new speakers, a new microphone, new recording equipment. I'm guessing, you know, it, it, all right, if you make a dollar, 99 cents goes back into the business and hopefully you can live on that pen, that one penny. <laughs> I mean, am I, am yeah. I projecting him? Am, am I getting it kind of right in your, in your life? Yeah. Um, any money I get goes straight into the music. Uh, of course I have to pay my bills like everyone else, but yeah, like, um, I had to pay for new strings for the guitar. I, I, Thankfully, I haven't had to pay for picks in a while because I bought a huge pack from Sweetwater. <laughs> I love their business anyways. Oh. Um, but yeah, I have to even 
couple of my guitars, I actually have <laughs> cases for it. That's my puppy. <laughs> I love that puppy. Um, and yeah, and I, let me uh, like let me let uh, Sweetwater know that they need to sponsor you. Uh, please sponsor Richie Mullins. He buys a lot of stuff from you already. Uh, give him a couple bucks, please. Yeah, I, I plan on uh, getting some uh, Gator cases for my acoustics. I have two of them that are in other cases, but I love the Gator ones for uh, travel because they're much stronger. They have locks on them, so if anyone tries to break into them, they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gator makes a lot of different cases. Uh, I know I have some soft cases that I use for my mixing board. Uh, tell me about the the cases that you you bought for your various guitars. Are they soft or hard or or lockable? What happened? They're all hard case because I won't go without. Because traveling, they'll get jumbled around, and they all have locks on them. So that while I'm traveling, like I said, if like. Even if like a latch is open, the other ones won't. And if someone ends up stealing, which I know has happened to other artists, that their uh, instruments got stolen, they won't be able to open it unless they like jam a tool into it to break the lock. And at that point, they're probably going to bust the guitar. That and it won't be worth anything at that point. Well, I want to talk to you about gigging, if you've been doing any gigs. I, I did a gig last weekend at Fairfield Bay Marina. And yes, it's I said Marina. And they had me out on this floating dock, which is so huh. scary. Oh, my goodness. All these little pieces of equipment, uh, you know, the little uh, wires for your uh, controllers, uh, the different, uh, you know, maybe even a, a microphone, uh, a wire, uh, any pieces, a pick would fall between the grates <laughs> and go down into the, into the water and you just wave bye-bye. Well, after my wow. part, I was doing 12 to 4. And then at five o'clock, they had a band, uh, Dunlop something. Oh, I can't remember. I, I wanted to give them a shout out, but I had, they had a band and I saw the drummer go by and the guitarist go by and hundreds and maybe thousands of dollars worth of equipment right, right, walking right by me out to the floating dock. I was on the, on a sturdy dock on pilings. They were out on a floating dock. And it was just scary as can be. Talk about gigs, man. But tell me about, I mean, have you been gigging in the last couple of months? You got got anything lined up? Or do you have people that are, uh, any nibbles where we can hear you play? I know Broadway wants to wants to have all covers. You told me that last time. Uh, come on, Broadway, get with the program. Richie Mullins needs to be out there. But, uh, you know, any anything in the in the works? Um, yeah, actually. Um, I haven't had anything recently. But on July 22nd, um, my friend Levi, he had a massive heart attack. It affected the back of his heart. A lot of medical costs because of it. And so the recording studio that I work with, they're actually organizing a benefit concert for him. And that will be in Lebanon, Tennessee, at, uh, on the Opry stage at the Wilson County Fairgrounds. And you can find that on if you search my page, you'll be able to find the ticket info, the poster. I'll be one of the performers there, actually, on stage. Okay, let me and, uh, let me yeah. see if I'm reading it right. I got July 22nd, 2023, from 4 p.m. till 9 p.m., live music, Opry Stage, Wilson County Fairgrounds in Lebanon, Tennessee. Yep. Uh, tickets are only 15 bucks yep. or two for 25 That's a bargain, and that's Levi's Heart Benefit con uh, Concert, uh, and you have it at outhousetickets.com uh i think there's a, there mm -hmm. might be a forward slash levi's heart 
outhousetickets.com. That's pretty cool. Outhouse. Huh. <laughs> the, um, the artist lineup will be posted, I think, in three days, I believe. It'll show the times everyone plays, but um, there's quite a few of us that are actually donating our time to perform to raise money for his for his benefit concert. Yeah. And there will be also Pairway Productions or Pyroway. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, the label... The owner of the label is actually going to be giving away some instruments, auctioning them off for that benefit. Well, I'm seeing the the way it's spelled Pyreway, P-I-R-E-W-A-Y. So mm. I'm going to guess Pyreway, okay? And and they can <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. And please, yeah. you know, send me a comment uh, <laughs> or uh, email keysdan at AOL.com to give me the pronunciation key. I'd like to get it right, but yeah. um, no, it's good to give oh, credit God, where credit is due. It's nice that that you're in contact with these folks. Uh, it looks like Pyreway Productions is helping you out, and then Platinum Storm Records is that something that you're involved with as well? Yes, they uh, the the owner of the studio is actually under that too. Um, <laughs> uh, that's Michelle. She's actually the um, key owner of the studio. The producer is Spike Jones. Yeah, we talked about Spike Jones. I, I remember we were saying, I was saying that there was a famous, very famous old timey Spike Jones that's no longer with us. But uh, yeah, your Spike Jones is still still uh, going strong and taking care of you on yes. your business side. And uh, last time we talked, you didn't have a full band. You had a uh, a good comrade of a uh, bass player. Are you still hanging with the bass player? Are you still looking for for another uh, another part of the rhythm section and maybe uh, some lead or uh, some other instruments? Yeah, it's still going like it was. My bass player, he's still going strong. He's still doing good, jamming together. We'll be doing performances together, and um, yeah, I'm still looking for lead, drums, um, all the instruments that I'll need to make my be- my uh, songs full and just amazing. Um, I also. Later this year, I was told by uh, uh, Aaron, the one that owns the productions, um, that I don't know what month it is, but he is—he actually has it on his social media even posted that he is uh, organizing a festival and Shenandoah will be there. Shenandoah, <laughs> what? That's going to yes. get you to a whole nother level when you uh, when you and play I'll with people that are. What's that? Go ahead. I'll be performing on the second day. Wow. Uh, hopefully you get a chance to uh, interact with Shenandoah. And, and, you know, these those are people that have been around for, for quite some time and they've, they've gotten to a certain level. And, and I'm sure you can benefit from watching them, from, get, you know, picking their brains a little bit. So I'm hoping that you get a chance to, to uh, really talk to them and, and not just maybe get a selfie, but really get a chance to talk to them. Uh, what do you think? You're going to be able to... Uh, yeah, uh, have you ever have you talked to them or or or, or you got, you were just waiting for that day? Well, actually, um, Aaron he told me that over the phone that he actually is gonna plan on me having dinner with Shandoa. That is excellent. You know, it's it's nice once you get to a certain level uh, to be able to go back and uh, you know reach down, pick somebody up, and bring them up with you. You know, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm I hope that that dinner. Uh, is very fruitful, you know, not just uh, not just uh, nourishing for your belly, but nourishing for your for your heart and for your mind, and, and let you uh, learn some things as well. But um, man, I'm still listening to your music, the stuff that you 
you have out there. It's fantastic. I mean, uh, it, it's bouncy. It's fun. You do have different kinds of music, but the the bouncy stuff is the stuff that I I really appreciate. But um, I mean, oh, yeah. you, uh, what what is the all right? The new album. I thought maybe it, it would be already out by now, but uh, I mean, tell me what what kind of what kind of uh, music influences do you have? Is it uh, a little bit more that people c- can recognize the Richie Mullen style, or are you getting influenced by other people? I know that you you were appreciative of of rock and and a little bit of the hip hop, and you were appreciative, but it just wasn't your jam. It's not your bag. But um, you know, tell me about your influences for the next the new album. Well, my my influence has always been I, I love country music as that's what I do. Um, blues, jazz, older rock. Um, I, I love really old rock. I actually even sometimes listen to metal. Um, I love blues. I love jazz. I first started, like I said before, I first started learning blues and jazz on guitar. That's what I first started learning. Um, my influences mainly came from between like 50s and 60s all the way to 90s country. And that that's where a lot of my sound comes from. Uh, my newer songs that I've been recording do have electric guitar in them. Like uh, Brooks and Dunn, I love their work. Absolutely love it. And I know they have electric guitar in their stuff quite a bit. I loved um, my girlfriend Gentry before Troy passed away. Same thing, had electric guitar a lot. They were amazing. Um, yeah, a lot, especially the 90s artists, they really were a huge influence on my music. Well, that's the thing about that, uh, that nineties and even the two thousands rock, a lot of, I mean, a, a country, it felt a lot like the fifties rock, you know, rockabilly, uh, you know, and I know that you were raised by your grandparents primarily. So they gave you a lot of influence. I uh, listened to that, that good old timey music, you know, up there in Michigan, yeah. uh, you know, so, uh, that, that, gives you a good musical base because uh, good music is good music. I mean, the, if you listen to Hank Williams senior, there's a reason he was great, man, because he's got music that still holds out today. Uh, John Belia is a fantastic song, a uh, tear in my beer, uh, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Marty, Marty, uh, Robbins, you know, with his, uh, El Paso and, and those, uh, Western mm-hmm. songs. So, I mean, these are songs that, that will live on and on and on, you know, but, uh, you, you have a good bass in your music. You were list, uh, you learned guitar in, at 14, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yes. that's when you started. And then you even uh, got into a little piano. Have you been practicing your piano, young man? No, unfortunately, I don't have one. So <laughs> uh, I would actually like to do that again because I'm pretty sure that I'll still be able to play a little bit of chords I was taught because of muscle memory. Because I. Like I tell people, like, that have dropped an instrument for a while. They think that, oh, I can't do this. Like, I can't drum. I can't play guitar. I haven't done it in, like, 10 years. Pick it up. Just start messing with it. Your your brain and your muscles will remember because of the muscle memory. It's always ingrained in. It won't go away. Yeah, that's just it. You, you'll blow minds. Okay, when uh, Eddie Van Halen had uh, the jump video, and I know he was playing guitar primarily. I mean, he's, he was known so much for that that red guitar with the the white tape all over it i guess and the white stripes but then in that jump video he started playing the keyboard in part of it and i was like whoa that's pretty cool you know oh oh the guest star the the black lab <laughs> uh was it uh black lab dachshund oh, 
That, yeah, it is Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. Okay. Oh, he's so sweet. He's so sweet. Oh, he's a good dog. Well, since the last time that we talked, I think I, I don't know if I had the cat back then. I have a, uh, an orange tabby cat uh, named Mama Kitty. And uh, yeah, she is the sweetest, sweetest thing. She was like an outdoor, in the yard, uh, stayed outside all the time cat. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she's getting older. So um, my wife convinced us to, uh, to uh, can we bring the cat inside? And it's probably the best thing that's happened to me in a long time is having a nice pet that you can just, it, it lowers your blood pressure, makes you feel good. You sit there on the couch, maybe watching your shows, having a sip of your tea, mm-hmm. and you just rub that animal. Rub that animal. Just love. That, that's why I love uh, animals in general. I just love everything about them. But they, um, like with me, I, I do suffer from depression and anxiety. And my my pup, he um, definitely helps me with that completely. Because when I'm in a really bad mood, he'll come up stick his nose in my face or put his paws on me to hey, just pet me be okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, between that and, you know, Hey, look, I'm happily married to my wife and Hey, I noticed on your page, it says, uh, in a relationship with Allison Mullins. Did you guys get married? Mm-hmm. No, actually it's a weird thing. Um, her family has the last name too. No, trust me, no relationship <laughs> whatsoever. It, it was together. Yeah, um, you the froze other on me. Side you, you, of my you, family is a Dutch last name. Oh, you froze on me for a second. Uh, you said uh, last oh. name, no relation, and then it was what? Um, thing is, I didn't know there was so many actually different Mullins families out there that weren't related. I just you never know how big the world really is and small it is too. But uh, like my other part, the other part of my family is uh, Dutch. So they have, uh, Last name that's not common, and if I ever see, I know they're related. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I remember, you made me think of uh, what was it, Austin Powers, uh, the second Austin Powers movie, and his dad, played by Michael Caine, says, uh, "There's two things in life that I don't like: circus uh, performers and the Dutch." <laughs> 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 I know he was having a joke, but uh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness! But uh, no, I, I imagine if you play, if you watch that movie, you're gonna go the Dutch. Hey, what do we do? <laughs> so what? I've actually watched all Austin Powers movies. <laughs> oh, okay, so you know that line. I, I love Austin Powers. Actually, I, I know back then it wasn't the greatest for kids to watch because of the content back then. It was vulgar, but. My grandpa, he didn't see anything wrong with it, actually. Let me tell you, there are way too many films that I watched way too young. Okay. I, I know at 11 years old, uh, 1980, I was watching, I watched the movie Death Ship. I watched The Shining way too young. My, my, my parents were just like, uh, uh, well, my mom and my stepdad were just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. And, but back then, Back in 1980, we watched whatever the parents were watching. It wasn't about the kids, you know. So if the parents are watching Hawaii Five O, guess what you're watching? Hawaii Five O. No, it's not. Dad, can I watch this? No, I'm watching the ball game. No, you cannot watch what you want. We got one TV. 
and we're watching this. And in fact, if I want to change the channel, guess guess where my my remote is? You. You are my remote. Yeah, that's right. You go up there and you flip the channel. Yep, from five to seven. Bam, bam. There you go. (laughs) So, so you're the television remote, man. These kids today, they they don't know how good they have it. Everybody's got their own screen. I just got older. Yeah, my uh, my great grandma when she was around, she still had an old TV from the Netherlands that was the same style as the American one. You, the big rabbit ears. Um, then you had to go up just just for the volume itself. It was a dial on the TV, and then it had like only five channels on it, one through five. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh if it's deluxe if you got r- the rabbit ears and and for my loyal listener who's under the age of i guess 20 or whatever uh rabbit ears were metal uh, uh they look like like uh hangers that were straightened out uh, but you had two of them that would jut out and if sometimes that wasn't enough so you'd have to take aluminum foil and put it at the end and make a little flag out of it and then really if that wasn't enough you get your little brother to touch the top of the of the antenna of the yeah. rabbit ears and put his hands up in the air and wave it like he does care. And maybe maybe you can watch Batman and Robin if he stood in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, there's Batman right there. There he is. You just tell him to hold it. Yeah, stay right there. But I can't see the TV. Shut up. You can hear it. Oh man! But tell, hey, I don't even know if we talked about it. Do you, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yes, I do actually. I have uh, on one side of the family. I have two sisters, and then yes, and you're there. <laughs> and uh, the other side of the family, I have uh, two sisters and a brother. Well, how are they doing? Um, they don't really contact me a whole lot. So I know one side is doing decent. The other side, not fully sure. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, once once you get out of the house, sometimes it starts to spread out. I know my brother and I, we were pretty close when we were young. And, uh, you know, we both, I mean, everybody lived in South Florida, obviously. Uh, we all lived in one house. And then, uh, you know, my mother's gone to Tennessee, probably just south of where you are. And then my brother, he's in Walla Walla, Washington. So he went as far from Miami as possible. And then here I'm in the middle of the country. But, uh, you know, we try to keep in contact. It's, it's tough. But now with this, uh, internet thing, you can, we can do just like what we're doing right now. Skype each other and, and chit chat and, and do FaceTime and talk on the phone. I mean, uh, that, that, it's, it's nice to keep in contact with your blood relatives. They're, those are usually the ones that'll, that'll stick with you forever with, with a few exceptions. Sometimes yeah. you get, you get a bad batch. You can't pick your, pick your family, you know, but, uh, hopefully one or two of those family members is, uh, is, is, you know, worth keeping in contact with. Yeah, definitely. Um, I still talk to my grandpa when I can. I know he's in an interesting home. Uh, he has extremely bad hearing from the wars that he was in. Um, but I still talk to my uncle. Also talk to my little sister on the Dutch side. The the Mullen side, not as easy, but I still talk to him once in a while. We'll talk about being deaf, you know, since 1986, I've been wearing these headphones uh, and probably cranking that volume way too loud. Uh, But, uh, you know, what I used to tell the kids when I was on a rock station, if it's too loud, you're too old. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you you know, as a as a singer, as a live performer, you got to worry about your hearing. Uh, do, when, do you wear protection when you're on stage? I know they, the, there's a lot of people that wear those in-ear monitors 
th- that you can adjust the volume? Have you invested in any of that or, or do you wear uh, any kind of protection while you're up on stage? I do actually. It's not in your monitors. I have some, they're called erasers. Um, you lightly put them in your ears and you can hear everybody at normal level. Like uh, my Marshall stack amp that I have, it, it's a hundred watt, it's made for stadiums. I could turn that all the way up and if I have those erasers in my ear, it's down to normal talking level, actually. I, when I got it from Guitar Center, I was extremely surprised on how well they were made. I've had them for 10 years, actually. Um, I eventually do want to get those in-ear monitors. I've never had them. I've only heard about them. So I would love to try those out see how they work. Well, I mean, they, they are pretty expensive, but that's a general, that, that's a relative term. You know, if you really want the best, you save up for the best. If you want the good guitar, and I know you had that Yamaha that was $150, you know, but, then, you know, you've stepped up since then. You've gotten better equipment because you need to have the right tools for the job. And one of those tools is definitely your hearing. You don't want to be like Beethoven, yeah. my favorite uh, composer of all all time, uh, to where he's deaf by the time he's, you know, trying to write his ninth symphony. Uh, he can't, He can hardly hear a thing, if he could hear anything. You know, but uh, yeah, protect your hearing. I, I worry about that sometimes. I, I think uh, the la- the the loudest concert I ever saw was or heard was the uh, the Who uh, back in back in the eighties. And from what I from I've heard different conflicting uh, stories where it was five hundred to seven hundred to even more decibels, which is crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Like a lawnmower is a hundred decibels. You know, so imagine seven times a lawnmower just screaming at yeah. you constantly. Oh, that's yeah. going to take a toll. My ears were ringing for the next next three days. It, it, it's tough, you know. And, and with you sitting next to your Marshall stacks, oh, I'm sure it's it's incredibly loud. Uh, do you ever, ever uh, have like ringing in your ears after a show? Um, no, because like I said, the erasers when I use them, that I no matter what. If I'm going to be near loud equipment, I have them in because I am very protective of my ears, my hearings. I know if I don't have my hearing, the music won't be so good on me. So I make sure every stage I'm on, I have them in. So it, it's all perfect because I, I have very tuned ears. I don't want to lose that. And yeah, hearing is a very important thing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the business side since we're uh, we're in it. Uh, people that want to hear about your life story, uh, they can go back and listen to that last podcast. We went pretty pretty good in depth of where you came from. But uh, Pyroway Productions, uh, how did you get involved with them? Uh, and you said it was a, a lady that was that was running it, Michelle. Is that what you said? Um, no, actually, she's not running Pyroway Productions. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, she's it's the uh, recording studio. Uh, this technology is great. The re- yeah, I think we you froze. She runs uh, Platinum Storm Records. Then the uh, Cabin Fever Productions. She okay. also runs that. It's the recording studio that I record in. Okay. Um, Pyroway well, give- Production is Aaron Dave Smith. Okay. I I think I I pronounce, I think I said his name correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, I can see it here. It says Aaron Dave Smith. That's a pretty uh pretty uh okay. standard name there. <laughs> but um, he started Pyroway Productions. Um, I actually a week ago I was actually trying to remember how I met him. Yeah, I've been talking to him so much I forgot. I think it was he friend requested me on Facebook. Um, and then he he was interested in my music. I went on his um 
Arts Discovery Channel uh, show about two or three times already. And um, I met some really cool people on that. He has introduced me to cool people. And then when he got his label running, and he's got a lot of people signed on there. I think over 80 now. And yeah, he's already getting things going. He um, he has another page. I can't remember the name exactly, but his social media on Facebook will link you to everything that he does. He um, has a charity thing, charity that he does that he gives away guitars to kids or anyone that wants to start music. He he goes to concerts, venues, and hands out instruments for free. Okay, I'm seeing it right here. It says founder of Pyroway Productions and the Guitars for Kids Project at Power Pyroway productions nonprofit. that's pretty cool uh, and it looks like he lives in ash north carolina have you ever met him in person or are we doing this internet thing um it's been over the internet the whole time i do plan on meeting him in person for sure because i have been in north carolina um but i just haven't been to ash north carolina yet um i'd love to go on his land because he has many acres uh, he wants to invite me to go fishing and hunting up there, which I absolutely love fishing. I I love hunting too, but fishing is so much more so relaxing. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were talking about that. You were thinking about, I mean, your one of your end goals, one of your bucket lists. You know, at the end of all this uh, this uh, music thing, this uh, work thing, you're working towards a goal of of getting yourself a few acres and maybe putting a horse on there or a couple animals. Is that still in your dream? Oh yeah, that that's my dream house. If I ever could get to that, I would love a uh, decent, small or decent sized farmhouse and have like 10, 15 acres on it. I, w- I know it's very expensive to do that, but I would absolutely love it. Love to have like one to two horses. I love horseback riding. It's, other than fishing, that, that's the most relaxing thing in the world. I know music is first for me for relaxation. Then it's uh, fishing and horseback riding the tide on that, to be honest, because I've been horseback riding for most of my life. So I can ride rain train and pressure train both. Oh, man, that's fantastic. I, I was talking to a lady that does dressage where she does a lot of jumping. And, and you know, I talked to her on the podcast probably probably four years ago. Uh, but uh, fan, uh, the horses are, are, are an amazing uh, creatures, you know, where. Uh, but they're just so big and so powerful. I think the last time I was in, even near a horse, I was spooked to no end because that the animal's just you know as big as I am. That animal is huge, you know, just so powerful. But uh, you got to know how to handle them, uh, or they'll uh, or they'll handle you. But um, oh, tell yep. me about tell me about your TV shows. Your are you watching any television, any movies? What's your uh, what's your your viewing viewship like? Or are you an outside guy? I, I love being outside. Um, I don't really watch TV because I purpose like ever. I think it's been like twelve or fourteen years now. I haven't had cable. I I just don't like TV. I'll go to the movie theater. I like seeing movies still. Uh, like honestly, I watched the new Transformers. I grew up with that cartoon. It it, it was a good movie. I loved it. Um, I. I love horror movies. This is one of my favorite genres. It's just hard to watch any new horror movies these days because they, it's just not as good as it used to be. Oh, I just turned my wife on to uh, Evil Dead. She she watched that for the first time and she went, "Huh, 
that was pretty good. Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and uh, Evil Dead. I'm sorry, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. And we're, I mean, shoot, I, if I can get her to watch Ash versus Evil Dead as well, uh, we'll put her right into it. That's that stuff from the eighties, but uh, you know, even before that, that, that horror stuff, you know, Night of the Living Dead, that was a great film. I did. I like the I like the mm-hmm. horror genre. I, me and my buddy uh, John Canada, who I've been fr- uh, friends with uh, since since the early '80s. Every time we'd watch uh, horror films, we'd be leaning forward in our chair, just giggling. Oh, get him! Get him, Jason! Get him! Get him, Mike! Come on, get him, Mike! <laughs> but uh, you know, it, what's your favorites? Uh, one of my most favorite horror movies is uh, Thirteen Ghosts. It was a really good one to me, and I loved The Sixth Sense. Yeah, but 13 Ghosts, is, uh, there's the original and the remake. Have you seen them both? Yes, I love the original most. Oh, okay. That, that was, it, I know it was the most graphic one that they made, but it was just so good. Yeah, I mean, some of that stuff, you have to suspend disbelief. You know, back in the day, there was no computer animation, no computer generation. So you had to make the models. Uh, There were some skilled labor. So talk about people that work outside and work with their hands. Uh, The the, the model builders, uh, people that would design the effects. Yeah, I know. If you cut somebody, blood is not going to squirt out of them. But it's to watch it on TV, you know, just like buckets and gallons of blood just <laughs> flying out of people it's uh you have to suspend disbelief and i guess i probably should have put a uh a a warning uh before i said that uh, you know a trigger warning to anybody who's who's worried about buckets of blood i didn't know that that was going to come up in this podcast but you never know what you're going to get you know we're here talking right. about richie mullins talking about what what makes him tick all the uh the stuff that that gets into your head that you turn into music, you turn into songs for the people. I mean, what's the, the new inspiration? You got the, I mean, I know, uh, grandma, mama, tragedy. You know, you've lost them both over the years. You've, you've lost uh, friends, your guitar teacher. You've lost him over the years. You know, so uh, inspiration for, for the new songs. Is it is it listening to, to guitar-driven country songs? You said Brooks and Dunn. You said Montgomery Gentry. You know, the the... Is that what's inspiring you uh, to go further, uh, to be like them, and then put your own Richie Mullen spin on it? Yeah, what inspires me, well, life events inspires me mostly. Um, yes, I was influenced by all the country music completely, but I, I am, I don't try to sound like them. I try to sound myself, be myself, have my own sound, which. I was told by my deceased guitar teacher before he passed to be that way. I've been told by many high up individuals in the in music industry to be yourself, have your own sound. You'll be more noticed that way. It may take time, but people will love you more for having your own sound than it is to copy someone else. I'm glad you said that the uh, the instructor said it before he passed away because he could have been one of those 13 ghosts that uh, visits you uh, while you're uh, in, in bed at night trying to get to sleep. Hey, hey, I'm trying to sleep here. I know you want to tell me some important stuff, <laughs> some life wisdom. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, okay, I'm waiting for the song. All right, and I'm looking out for your girlfriend. Uh, I'm looking for the song uh, called Allison. H- have we written a song for Allison? I actually have written one for her. That's, it's going to be a little before that's out. 
Okay, still working on that one. See, I'm looking out for you, Allison. Looking uh, out for it's you. It's recorded already. <laughs> it's recorded already, but uh, it, it, I give everything time. Like um, all the rest of the songs I was going to put on the deluxe, um, I'm putting out slowly. So I, I'm just taking a different approach to it because I have learned in the industry albums do get somewhere, but it's more or less the singles that are really targeted a lot. That's what I've been learning. Your patience is incredible. Okay. I, I've been doing this podcast for probably more than four years now. And as soon as I record them, I want to put them out right away. I mean, I know that there's podcasts that'll, that'll, you know, record the podcast and, and, uh, and they'll save it. Oh, uh, yeah, this will come out in the next, uh, four or five weeks. Four or five weeks? No, I can't wait that long. I want to put that out like tomorrow. And this podcast will probably be out tomorrow. So when you're listening to it, it's today, tomorrow, <laughs> you know, so, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know about holding music, you know, you record it, you mix it, you take it to that nice studio, you mix it, you master it. You got people that, that are uh, helping you to, to tweak it. Hey, you know, you should take the octave up a little bit here on this one. And then you have this fully formed song, but what can you, it lives on a hard drive somewhere. When do you release it? Do you release it right away? Or why do you wait? I wait, um, like my grandparents, what they told me, uh, patience is a virtue. And the other saying they said, all good th things come to those who wait. And I firmly believe in both. Because to me, if you rush in life, you won't get where you want to be. My the biggest belief I have, which life has shown me, just wait and let life show you the way. Let life hand it, the stuff to you. And, and everything will go according to plan. I like that, man. I like that so much. My man, you know, we've catch, we, we've catch up, we've caught up, we've, we're catching up. Uh, the last time that we chatted, uh, you had the RichieMullinsMusic.com. Is that still the spot to find you and find everything about you? Can they buy some records on there? Yep. Can, is there links to, to various uh, social medias. What what do they find when they go to RichieMullinsMusic.com? Um, they'll find my songs. Um, it's being updated pretty soon. Actually, it's got to get updated. I've been so busy, I haven't been able to really do much to it. But I have someone that will be updating it. And um, it's not me, maybe, or I hire somebody who wanted to do <laughs> things. Um, but there's also going to be a merch line that is going to be coming as, as soon as I get it. It's just hard to afford the stuff, but I will be getting that as soon as I can. Yeah. And okay. my website's still the same. My social media is still the same. You can see everything I am going to do. I, I know I don't post a whole lot on my social media because I forget. For one, I forget to post stuff. Two, I'm really busy, but I try when I can. But all in my promoters... Um, they help me with posting stuff, letting people know what's going on. And my uh, my friend Aaron, the one that owns Pyro Productions, he also will update everyone too. Fantastic. It's good to have a team. You got people helping you. We can do mm -hmm. on our own. We can get to this level. To get to the next level, you need some help. Uh, you know, but uh, okay. I'm looking at your, your personal Facebook. It says Richard, and that's got to be something Dutch at the end with a Z. Z U Y. How do you pronounce that last name? That's a different part of it. Um, 
that that was from a while back. I um, didn't know what I was doing actually for some pages. I was just trying some stuff out. The the Zodwig last name is Dutch. My my real name I don't use for music. Um, that's why I use Richie. That's my stage name. Like most people, a lot of people do. I know some people use their real names, but I prefer to use Richie because my deceased guitar tutor was around. That's what he always called me. My best friends call me Richie all the time. Anyone who was extremely close to me calls me Richie. And oh. that's why I thought might as well just use the name Richie Mullins. Oh, one wow. of the great movies, La Bamba, you know, was about Ricardo Valenzuela. And they anglified his name to Richie Valens. Uh, you know, so he, he sang La Bamba as Richie Valens. And my name is for sure not Keys Dan. I just happen to be from the Florida <laughs> Keys, and my name is Daniel. So Daniel Gilson, uh, you know, you could find uh, Daniel Gilson maybe 10 times on the Internet, but Keys Dan, millions <laughs> of times. So you have to brand. Uh, you know, I want people to know how to find you. So we, I think we determined it. Richie Mullins, and then uh, uh, look up, uh, well, the, uh, Joan. Richie Mullins, Joan, it's out there. That's yep. the way, that that's gonna and, lead you right the back there. Go. And if uh, you actually have trouble on YouTube, um, you can go to my website, richiemullinsmusic.com. Go to the music. Um, I believe three of my songs are on the website. It's going to be updated to where all of them are on it. But if you click on one song, you'll be directed straight to my YouTube channel, and you'll be able to find all the other songs to listen to right there and then. Well, I know that there's a way, you know, that you can buy songs off of your personal video and, and updating videos, uh, updating websites is not easy to, to uh, you know, I used to use uh, uh, front page and then that went away. Then I used Dreamweaver and then that went away. So I had to learn HTML all over again. And now HTML is pretty much gone away. So PHP pages. Uh, so unless you you subscribe to some of these services, building a website and get, keeping it up to date is so hard. So, yes, follow mm-hmm. you on your social media because uh, that's probably easier to update your Facebook and your Twitter and your Instagram. Yes, you know, that's the easiest way to find you. But definitely go find you on your uh, distro kid and and the, um, you know, the various places that you could buy the records. You know, I think people sell yeah. records and sell you know, copies of their songs on their websites. So I want you to be able to do that as well. But, uh, you know, definitely lead everybody to RichieMullinsMusic.com. And that's where uh, where you'll find all things Richie Mullins. Hey, anything else you want to talk about or you want to spread the word about or or as we wind this thing down? Well, like I said before, with my music, um, you can find it at any streaming service. Um, that's why I know DistroKid is not a secret whatsoever. It's public knowledge. For any artists out there, it's an amazing service to do because they will distribute any any store. It does not matter. And once you get physical copies, they can actually send your physical copies to like Walmart and stuff to sell. But my music is on literally every streaming platform there is. I, I myself put my songs on YouTube because, yes, they do put on YouTube, but I can personalize my own stuff when I put it on YouTube also. And that, that's what I like to do. You can find it both ways on there. I know YouTube's the easiest way to listen because you don't have to pay anything. But like I said, it's on uh, streaming services, 
you can find on my Facebook page. I'll be posting them once in a while to try and get, help people listen to them. My uh, website will definitely have them. And even, um, like, uh, the East Awards are coming up. So I'll, on August 5th, I'll be at the East Awards for my song, Joan. That's what got me in the finalist area. So, yeah, we talked about that last time, the International Singer Songwriter Association. That's a, you know, for independent artists, uh, you know, people that are not, uh, quote unquote, uh, signed to the big giant record labels. It's still a place that you could uh, come together, uh, not just get accolades and get recognized for songs that you've created. And my goodness, you've created a fantastic song for your dearly departed grandma called Joan, uh, you know, but also it's a place that you can. Uh, network you can meet people you can collaborate with people you can get new ideas uh, maybe you've been uh, putting the wrong strings on your guitars or maybe you put different strings on your guitars or get a different amp but uh, you know learn learn about microphones and usage and oh my goodness but uh, yeah i did click your distrokid.com and it does take you to your spotify apple music itunes and deezer i'm not even sure what that is but hey you got one <laughs> it's out there yeah there's some streaming services i've never heard of but my music's on them (laughs) that's right same as my podcast it's out there Uh, it's all over these (laughs) all over the interwebs and hopefully uh it gets richie mullins a little bit more traction all right my man well that's it for uh this one i guess we can wind this thing down and uh let's talk again as time progresses uh this is this been great man it's nice to see your face and I always finish these things off with <laughs> always finish these things off with last words for the people. Uh, this could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Richie Mullins, give the last words for the people. I'd like to say is uh, follow your dreams, no matter how crazy they can seem, and always let life lead you the path that it wants to, because everything will work out as long as you follow what life wants. Well, there you have it, party people. Richie Mullins. What a cool dude. It's nice catching up with Richie. Richie, my Richie. <laughs> Thank God he's a country boy. <laughs> oh, making that good, good music, man, and getting inspired from all over the place, man. And uh, mostly the ladies in his life are a good inspiration for the music. But, uh, you know, there's other places. There's other things. And he's got a, a bit of a team that's helping him out, uh, helping him to get to, to the next level. And hopefully you, my loyal listener, will tell two friends about Richie Mullins. Heck, tell tell four friends. Heck, uh, make a make a an auditorium, uh, rent out an auditorium and put a thousand people in there and tell everybody about Richie Mullins and his music. As uh, you know, the world needs to know <laughs> the, that boy's good. He's real good. He's doing it, man. And it was nice to have Richie Mullins and his puppy on the podcast. If, if you're like I said, if you're listening to the audio version check out the video version you'll see that puppy on on the screen right there that's so good all right party people that's it for this edition of what makes you famous thank you again richie mullins for being on the podcast now if you yes you my loyal listener if you'd like to tell your story i encourage you to give me a call 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace.
Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening hey keys dan what you doing my line i'm playing the best music by request 24 hours a day click on the request tab at the top of radio what.com radio what.com radio what the music you want with some words to live by. Everything can change in the blink of an eye. Don't take it for granted. A public service message from RadioWhat.com. The music you want.